Hello and welcome to Ditching Hourly. I'm Jonathan Stark and today I am joined by Jane Portman. Jane is the founder of UI Breakfast and userlist.io and the author of Your Productized Consulting Guide. Hey Jane, welcome to the show. Hi Jonathan, thrilled to be here. So can you tell folks a little bit about who you are and what you do? All right, so I'm a UI UX consultant by trade, and I wear multiple hats, the main ones probably being um, running the UI Breakfast website, which is a consulting and training for uh, people who do web applications. So I help them design them myself, and I also provide resources such as books and other and articles. I also run a podcast, and uh, I do write uh, books from time to time. And this year, it was your Productized Consulting Guide. <laughs> awesome. Well, we have talked about Productized Services on the show here before uh, with guests and myself just at the on the soapbox. And I'm a huge fan, so maybe you could tell people a little bit about your take on it because it seems to be a fairly loosely defined term. I, I talk to lots of different people who consider productized services to be different things or, you know, that's not a productized service, this is. So I'd love to get your definition of what you see as a productized service, and but we could probably just go from there. Uh, so productized consulting being a sort of a subset on productized services is a way of doing consulting where you charge a fixed amount of money for something that is fixed in scope and where you have the total control over the things you do and the value you deliver. And one of the important things is putting the price tag on it and declaring that price tag publicly on your website, which definitely not all consultants do. I do. <laughs> Good for you. That is a great practice. Yes. I, I Obviously, this show's about pricing, and I think it's the price is probably the most powerful and direct uh, projector of value that someone can use in their marketing. So to put things on your website, even services, which is shocking to most customers and clients that you would actually put a price. How could you put a price? You haven't even talked to me yet. Uh, but if you, if you, I, I have a tendency to put those prices pretty high, set those prices pretty high so that it indicates to people that, oh, well, this must be worth that. So maybe this person's actually really good. So I find it to be uh, a pretty powerful trust indicator. And it also makes uh, deals really easy to close because people already know how much it costs. So if they want to talk to you, then that price isn't going to be an issue. Absolutely. And uh, it would be an indicator of un unprofessional consultant to do, you know, a fast quote without the discovery session. However, in productized consulting, you already know the large part of what you'll be doing with that person, even though you kind of reserve this, uh, the right to, uh, to, to uh, you know, scope it reasonably uh, without, within your engagement. So it, it is not perceived as unprofessional, yet everyone knows how much they're going to exchange, which is a wonderful thing. Right. Compared to hourly billing, where you don't know how much the service is going to cost until after it's over, which is too late. So how do you, <laughs> right. so how do you deal with scope creep? You started, you mentioned scope just now. How do you deal with, with clients who, who, you know, keep asking you for more things or, you know, they want you to, I don't know, keep making tweaks to the website. What sorts of, what sorts of services would you consider? What sort of consulting services would you consider offering this way? And how do you manage the scope creep? That is a great question. And protecting yourself is one of the key things you need to do when setting up a fixed price offering. So the strategy I've been following over these years, and that has worked for me, is that I say that I will, uh, for example, that, that 
will probably do better with an example. One of my signature services is the UI audit, which which is essentially a review, a UI UX review of a web application. And as you imagine, a web application vary dramatically in size, you know, complexity and stuff. But the audit still has a fixed price because on my sales page, I explicitly say that I'm going to audit the key pages of the app and I reserve the right to determine uh, which pages that would be and exactly how many because they can be absolutely different. And large price tag actually helps with that because uh, people start trusting you more and they will under- they do understand that even if you say it's reasonable, it's going to be reasonable. Right. It filters out people who for whom you probably wouldn't have been a good fit in the first place. So it filters out the small fish, assuming you set up a relatively high price. And I would pile on there and say that, uh, sort of point out that people who are listening probably don't think about a few things that you do have within your control, uh, but they just typically don't exercise them in a normal hourly arrangement. For example, someone could you know, send you whatever it is, $20,000 for a, for a, uh, an audit and you're great. Okay. And then you go in and you do your initial discovery, maybe at 30 minutes in, you're like, this is too big, or this is a bad fit, or I can't help these people. Cause this is already awesome. You can just refund their money. Mm-hmm. So you, you can just be like, you know what, you guys, you're already good. You don't need my help. Here's your money back. Absolutely. And you've, you're only like 30 minutes into it. And that's not going to happen all the time. In fact, it's hardly ever going to happen if your marketing is at least halfway decent. And, you know, it, and it's no skin off your nose because the the price that you're getting for the ones that do go through and satisfy the customers are, you know, the profit from those covers any, you know, 30 minutes to an hour that you spend here or there with uh, false starts. Absolutely. There is a number of instruments you can use on your sales page to further you know protect yourself and make the customer happy at the same time one is of course being the money back guarantee that uh, you just mentioned and some consultants i know are super hesitant about offering that but as you said if the customer is not happy you would kind of go through the same process anyways and uh, just stating it on your sales page is a wonderful instrument and the other instrument i love is uh, uh, filtering out people who are uh, wrong fit and who also, you know, just making it super clear what exactly you do and what you don't do. So the part what you don't do is equally important because it eliminates all the possible misunderstandings, expectations. Uh, maybe people would expect you to, you know, expert the assets uh, from your designer, do some hands-on work. And that is not the part of your current offering that you describe. Absolutely. On that same topic, another thing that I find is beneficial to add to a sales page for, you know, for a particular productized service to say uh, here, if, if you are like this, if you're in a situation like this, you're a good fit for this. But if your business is like that, we're not a good fit. So, you know, I've seen um, uh, our mutual friend, Nick D on his website, at least at one time, he listed that, you know, if you're, if you're venture backed, we're not a good fit. If you don't, if you don't have X amount of traffic to your web pages on a monthly basis, we're not a good fit. And that automatically, that scares people to imagine putting that on their own websites because they think, oh, that's going to drive away business. But in fact, what it does is it, uh, it, it makes you more attractive to the people for whom you are a good fit. It makes you more, you know, being more specific and more focused like that and saying, I'm for people like this. I'm not for people like that. For the people like this, the ones that you're a good fit for, you're much more likely to get the call. 
And driving away business doesn't really, I mean, doesn't really happen because you would be really miserable if you took on the wrong client. You as well, not just the client. Absolutely. Okay, so what are some other, what's what's some secret sauce we can talk about here? What sorts of uh, product or what sorts of consulting services do you think lend themselves really well to this sort of thing, like a productized approach? Like, it, I'm guessing something like, I don't know, um, a custom web application build would be a tough thing to do like this. Yes, absolutely. Well, the the smaller the package, the easier it is to find a good fit for, uh, you know, multiple, a wide range of audiences. One of the approaches I preach in the book, well, you don't have, everyone doesn't have to follow that, but it is displaying a whole range of different productized consulting services on your website in the services, uh, uh, you know, sl- uh, your website slash services can have a whole menu of those things that you can do. And starting as small as a uh, hourly call, which is no brainer for any consultant out there, then um, a great candidate for productizing is the initial discovery session, whatever you call it for your industry. In my case, it could be UI audit or any kind of express review, which comes for which comes with a report, for example, or with a uh, verbal call or with a video teardown. There's a range of formats you can pursue. So these are the easiest uh, you can do. And uh, probably the next step would be productizing your first uh, your first smallest engagement that you find yourself doing most often with most of the clients. There's some hands-on work. Uh, for example, I work with web applications. so. More often than not, I will take about two days of work to just overhaul the basics of their web app with hands-on. So it would be pretty safe to put a price tag on that. I'm actually planning to do that sometime in the near future. Um, and uh, this way, uh, your every new client that comes into the door will have a few packages that they can pursue um, in working with you. Excellent. So what's, I'm curious... On a, on a sales page or on your, on your website in the services section, if somebody clicks through to look at, say, a UI audit, what's your call to action when they get there? Is it buy now? Is it apply uh, to schedule a call? Is it, you know, what, what do you have people do? And does it depend on the price tag? That is a wonderful question because there is a range of calls to action you can use. And uh, for for smaller engagements such as uh, uh, such as the calls, I've been I've uh, found particularly helpful to uh, send them to my Calendly link first, so that they can see availability, see that, that this is actually real, and book it, and then send a payment link afterwards. I've been experimenting with making people pay first, but that still doesn't work even for you know three hundred dollar engagement because people want to make sure that it's actually. There is a human receiving on the receiving side of this before sending any money your way. For larger engagements, I practice uh, email me um, with and tell me about your prod problems uh, to get started. This is pretty, you know, uh, pretty free form. I know some people like uh, Nick DeSaboto and also Kurt Elster that we all know. They they swear by their amazing questionnaires. <laughs> I used to do that, but. Mm, Somehow, uh, since consulting isn't my uh, only thing I do, I, I, I'm still keeping it kind of low touch uh, and allow people to interact in the way they want. Because sometimes a, a strict form of the questionnaire drives people away or uh, 
or disappoints me because I see that people are not able to <laughs> fill in the questionnaire well. Um, and I really don't want to know that about people uh, from day one. So it's totally up mm-hmm. to you. There is a range of things you can do there. Yeah, I, I agree with that assessment where I've experimented with different things. And I think it's it's very product specific what what the most appropriate call to action is for your ideal buyer. So like for uh, obviously for a book, you're not going to have an email me first or you're not going to have a form to fill out. You're just going to have a buy now link, but that's not a productized consulting service. But for other things, especially if you have quite a few, you mentioned Cardelster, he's got a, he's got probably a dozen different offerings. And I know that he gets contacted to sort of confirm which one is the right one for me. You know, so there might be some overlap between the services. They they know that you are an expert at a particular thing and they're not sure what the best way to engage with you is. So there's sort of they might need a little guidance there. Um, another thing, I, I mean, I think the the form approach, you know, where people fill out a form is is very interesting in certain cases. And I've used it uh, in cases where I have used it. It has saved me a phone call. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of with you. I ended up moving away from it and just saying, look, you know, if you have questions, here's a Calendly link. We can jump on a quick call and I'll address those questions. And you can either move forward or not or think about a different engagement or not. Uh, it's, you know, it's no big deal jumping on a phone phone call once in a while. Um, I think probably most people listening here don't aren't getting like 10 or 20 leads per week and it becomes problematic. If it did become problematic, then yeah, I would put up a gate, you know, like a form or something like that. As you practice more, this practice the same, you know, audience, the same services more, you start to, you know, feel that much better. So I, I can almost uh, qualify a lead just by exchanging one or two emails. I usually don't jump on a call straight away because just by asking, tell me about your business and what problems you're struggling with. A good client of mine, <laughs> the one I would love to work with, would you know write a reasonably wrong an- uh, long answer, and uh, they would just state exactly what should be there. You know, specific problems that I usually help with, and if they fail to do that, that is a good indicating sign that uh, something is going wrong, and we're not going to be a good fit because people, when they struggle with something, they tend to be extremely talkative. They want to share. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That is true. It, the The thing that uh, always gets me is where you say, "Oh, you know, you ask a question like that. What can you tell me?" And they'll they'll answer and not they'll send back a giant email that doesn't answer your question. Oh, really? That's a red flag, <laughs> right? And or they'll, um, you know, well, it all started when I was born, and you know, write a book. Uh, or they'll just reply like all caps, like, can't we just jump on a phone call? I don't want to type all this out. And it's like, mm, okay. So yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I think you can tell a lot from the way that somebody uh, emails you and not necessarily that the person is a good person or a bad person, but you can tell if if you are already having email communication problems, that it's going to be hard uh, to manage any kind of project communication throughout the the engagement because you just don't communicate well. So if you're, you know, so dear listener, if you are imagining uh, a lot of, you know, phone call interaction with your clients, or you're imagining a lot of email with your clients, it makes sense, I think, to kind of get that ball rolling in the sales process and, you know, validate that you to communicate well in that particular medium. 
Absolutely. And, you know, for example, I'm serving a specific ecosystem of uh, small to medium sized startup founders. And we usually all go to the same conferences and we have a very similar standard in communication, just the language and how we talk about things. Sometimes I get inquiries from um, people who are overly enterprisey in their language. And I know that they're probably not a good fit for my services because we come from different worlds. So maybe each of one, uh, each of you listening could get the same sense for your audience as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Who's your tribe? <laughs> right. <Seth Gordon-Lizzo. laughs> Great. All right. Well, we're getting a little close to time. How can folks decide whether or not this is for them? How can they dip their toe in the water and experiment with productized consulting? What, what advice can you give? I know you talk a lot about value-based pricing over here in the podcast. Um, and in my opinion, productized consulting is the easiest way forward to go ahead with value-based pricing. Because you have you know, all the control in your hands to set up the price and the scope for every offering you have. And that is an amazing context. You have, you know, all this space on the sales page to uh, describe your amazing services and the value you bring. Uh, in my biography, that was a wonderful step up from hourly billing. So since we're ditching out here, that is definitely a no-brainer to try. And of course, uh, you can always uh, go away from it, but it's definitely one of the simplest way to try because the MVP essentially is as little as one paragraph of text on your services page. That is something that everyone can pull off. Great, Jane. Well, thanks for coming on. Where can people find out more about you? So my home website is uh, uibreakfast.com, and that's where everything lives. Uh, you can uh, find the book we're talking about at uibreakfast.com slash productized. And I prepared a little discount for uh, your listeners, Jonathan. Um, it is a special promo code DH20 to get 20% off any book package. Fabulous. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you on behalf of the dear listener. <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks. So go to uibreakfast.com slash productized and use code DH20. All right, Jane. Thanks very much for coming on. I was thrilled to participate. Thank you, Jonathan. All right, folks, that's it for this week. See you next time on Ditching Hourly. Hey, folks, just want to let you know that I recently upgraded my mentoring program to include six months of unlimited 24-7 access to my private Slack community. So in addition to unlimited email and phone calls, you can now ping me in Slack at your leisure. You can find out more at expensiveproblem.com slash mentoring. Hope to see you there. Hey, Jonathan again. Do you have questions about how to improve your business? Things like value pricing your work instead of billing for your time, or positioning yourself as the go-to person in your space, or maybe productizing your services so you never have to have another awkward sales call or spend hours writing another custom proposal. Book a one-on-one coaching call with me and get answers to these questions and others in the time it takes you to get ready for work in the morning. Best of all, you're covered by my 100% satisfaction guarantee. If at the end of the call, you don't feel like it was worth it, just say the word and I'll refund your purchase in full. To book your one-on-one coaching call, go to jonathanstark.com slash call, C-A-L-L. That URL again is jonathanstark.com slash call. Hope to see you there.